Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, we are starting a new series this morning, and uh, I just want to say again, welcome that you're glad you're here. There we go. So, um, the, the series title is called The Idea That Changed the World. And if you'll kind of follow with us, you're going to start to see that this little egg or this seed with a crown is, is really going to be representative of an idea. Today I'm going to set up a little bit about what the series is, but we're going to do something very different than what we've done in the past. And we're actually going to take a children's book called what do you do with an idea? And if you would, um, if you've seen this book, it, it is a great book. But there's so many parallels to um, what God is doing in the world today and what he's done with Jesus. And, and so often we, we can kind of isolate the, the narrative and the message of Jesus into a way that just going into the Bible, but the reality is God is everywhere, and God inspires people and places ideas inside of people. And so we're going to go on this journey together, looking at this children's book. How many people have traditions uh, in your house that you get out the old Christmas children's storybook? Maybe it was the Polar Express, or maybe it is the, what, what's another children's book you read at Christmas? The night before Christmas. How, how many people have any of those traditions? Well, at least you set the book out, right? You might not read it anymore, but it is set out. Well, we thought we'd create a new tradition for you in, in helping you to have a new children's story book that ties into the message of Jesus and, and what God has done um, in Christmas. It, we're going to be talking um, today in the book of Jeremiah. We're going to be speaking from some verses there. If you'll take your Bibles and turn to Jeremiah, I'm going to give you a few moments to get there. We're going to start on Jeremiah chapter 1. But as you're looking there, I I want you to think about your earliest childhood memory of what you wanted to be when you grew up. Think about that for a moment. Your earliest childhood memory of what you wanted to be when you grew up. Now, I've been big on these theories lately, so I'm going to test you out. You're going to be my, um, my... guinea pigs today. All right, how many people thought you wanted to either be a doctor or a nurse? Earliest memory, raise your hand. There's a good number. How many of you wanted to be a a policeman or a fireman? Raise your hand. I was one of those. I want to be a fireman. How many people um, wanted to be a veterinarian? Oh, yeah, there's you guys, you animal lovers, you. I also wanted to be that, but that was a little bit later in life. Um, name out some, yell some names of some things that you wanted to be as your earliest childhood memory. Okay, teacher, that's a good one. Farmer, I heard farmer. Who, who said marine biologist? When you were three years old, you wanted to be a marine biologist. You are a brainiac. Um, an astronaut, there you go, discovery. Uh, the interesting thing, if you just think about what you decided when you were like two or three, you're probably not doing that now, but there is something that is, is deep inside each person 
that a child begins to try to express in a way that is um, some seeds that God's placed in people. Even if you do not know Christ yet, God designed you and he purposed you with these things and he's placed inside of you. And so when you say, hey, I want to be a doctor, there's something inside of us that want to bring healing to this world. There's something inside of us that want to discover the vastness of who God is, astronaut. There's something inside of us, a teacher, that wants to teach God's ways to other people. There's something inside of us that want to care for the, the hurting and the broken. Animals are a great way of expressing, looking at God's nature and, and understanding if there's something hurting or broken. How can I come and help? The whole story, the narrative of God has always been about how do I recreate, how do I allow the world to, again, represent the way the world was in the Garden of Eden. God's first and initial design. And all along through that story, God has purposed people to begin to join him in this unfolding story of this restoring things, of reconciliation, of bringing healing, newness, life. In Jeremiah chapter 1, hopefully you have your Bibles, you've turned there. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, it says this. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. Now, this is the calling of Jeremiah, who is a prophet. He probably existed, uh, well, not probably, we know he existed about 600 years before Jesus came onto the scene. And he was a prophet to be able to, by the way, that's one of the gifts if you're a prophet, you, you foretell of what is on God's heart. And so here's Jeremiah that, that God has purposed him to, to foretell what God was up to. And actually he was telling people that they needed to correct their ways. But here it is. That this is interesting. And we sang about this earlier today. These are God's words. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I mean, if that doesn't blow your mind, I thought mom and dad, you know, I caught mommy kissing Santa Claus and then baby came, you know, um, type of situation. I thought that's just how I arrived. Well, it is. God designed us to procreate in that way. However, God foreknew you. He knew you before you were conceived. Now, I'm not going to go into the theology of that. God, we know that God works outside of time, so he knew when we were going to be born. But he had you in mind, is what I want you to understand. I, I think you should feel pretty amazing about yourself, that each one of you, God knew you, and he wanted you to be on this earth. You're special to him, and he allowed you to come this. And said, guess what? If you are a product of, of some crazy thing, maybe it was rape or something like that where you weren't planned or what have you, guess what? God still planned for you to be here. You are not a mistake. 
Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. This whole idea of consecration is he sealed you for a plan and a purpose. Set apart. The word consecration means to set apart. God has chosen you and has set you apart to accomplish something for him and his kingdom. I'm beginning to set the stage of the idea that changed the world. And you're going to have to track with us week after week because I'm going to build on some concepts and some ideas. But I think the first thing you need to understand is that you are not a mistake. You are here on earth by purpose. And then lastly, to know that you have a purpose here on earth. You see, your story, your life, is actually woven into the Christmas story. And you say, well, how, how is this? Well, you see, Christmas time, we sometimes just go back into a, a celebrating a historical event, and we miss the very fact that actually the Christmas story is still unfolding through your life. You see, when Jesus came over 2,000 years ago, God sent his son to this earth, and it was a momentous event, which we're going to be talking about over the weeks, but sometimes I want you to begin to start walking this week with anticipation and saying, wait a second, maybe I am one of the key players in this Christmas narrative some 2,000 years ago. Maybe your life is, is a life that begins to unfold into something so magnificent that your story is woven into the Christmas story. You see, we realize that the nature of God back at the Garden of Eden, he wanted to be with his people, his creation. He walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. The nature of God to the nativity of Jesus, understanding that God needed to have a plan to keep his relationship alive. To the ongoing narrative of the Holy Spirit, and we just finished that series of the Holy Spirit. How many people enjoyed that series? I know I was challenged through that. But I don't want us to end on this series of understanding the Holy Spirit because God is still writing his story, his narrative through you. I want you to turn over to Jeremiah 29, if you will. Very familiar verse for many of us. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Now, interestingly enough, so, so Jeremiah 1.5 was God's call for Jeremiah. This is like God speaking to Jeremiah. Now, this is Jeremiah, he's writing, but is, is God speaking through Jeremiah to those who are in exile in Babylon? And it's interesting that here are people who are suffering, and by the way, Jeremiah also suffered, even though God had great plans for him. We'll talk about that in a moment. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. 
Okay, God knows that he has plans for you. He, you're designed to be on earth at this time. It's a pretty exciting time to be alive, by the way. He's chosen you. He has a plan for you. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when, we, when you seek me with all of your heart. God has a plan. Not just for me. Not just for those people back in 2,600 years ago. He has a plan, and it's a good plan. I want us to begin to understand that, that, that the way that God is moving today, he's looking for people to say, yes, pick me. He's looking for people to say, ah, oh, God, you've placed something inside of me ever since I was born. Actually, before I was born, you knew me, and you placed something inside of me of something of great significance that's inside each one of you. I think sometimes we can just start going through life and, you know, you, you keep a job, you go grocery shopping, you clean your house, you wash your car. Some of you do that. And then, and then you start the day all over again or the week all over again. I live on a dirt road, so my car doesn't always get washed Uh, I can wash it one day and the next day it looks completely dirty. But we can get so caught up in the rhythm of the world that we don't pause long enough to understand that God has deposited something of great significance in each one of you that was there the moment you were born and is waiting to give birth and to hatch into something so profound and something so incredible that even though there was a big idea that changed the world and no surprise, the big idea is Jesus. But could it be that there's a big idea inside each one of you that is waiting to give birth? You see, it was there the day you were born. It was locked inside of you. And over the weeks, we're going to understand the stages of this idea that was been placed inside of you, this seed and this egg that was inside of you. And we understand that first and foremost, to understand our purpose, our purpose, we have to understand, we have to go back to the promise. To understand our purpose, we have to understand the promise that God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans for good, plans to prosper you. Now, I think the challenge with that in our Western mind, we think that somehow that means I'm going to have a big bank account, I'm going to have a nice house, a nice car. What if that was never part of the plan for you? But what if it was about sharing with your neighbor the love of Jesus Christ? What if 
It was that you're willing to take a risk like Kaylin and Phil to start FCA and have this big dream to say, I want to reach all the schools in New Hampshire. Now that's their seed. That's their big idea. That's what God's placed inside of them. But I think so many times the world beats us down. The pace of the life beats us down. And we start losing the dream that God has placed inside of you. And you stop believing in the promises that God has for you, plans to prosper you and to give you a hope and a future. And this little idea stays a seed in a little egg and it never has a chance to be birthed into the grandeur of God's purpose and design. This Christmas, I want us to go on this journey with us to understand that God has given each one of you a big idea. God has given each one of you this seed that was there ever since you were born. That God knows what he's placed inside of you. The capabilities that he's placed inside of you to do something of such great significance for him and his kingdom. But it's going to take courage. It's going to take faith. And it's going to take a deep passion for Jesus. You see, it starts with Jesus. It always does, and it always has. Who created the world? We would say God, but if you look in the scriptures, actually Jesus was the one. He, he was existent with the Father at the beginning. Jesus, the creator, who created you, who allowed you to have breath, has also put a seed, an egg, has put life inside of you. But not just life, not just to breathe, but he's put ideas, dreams, passions. Take a moment, if you will. Reflect on your life from an early child till now. Let those flashes come of where you were dreaming, where you were happy, to those times that life just kind of took you out for a little bit, those sad times, those difficult times. Think about when you were dreaming and then think about when you lost your dream. Could it be that God's going to give you the best Christmas present this year, which is a renewed hope, a renewed dream, a renewed vision for your future? See, the answer to this world, it is Jesus. This Christmas, we celebrate Jesus, we're a Jesus centered church. But today, people see Jesus through you. You are the Jesus people will see. 
And if you've lost your dream, if you've lost your hope, if you've lost your faith, guess what? You've lost the very thing that Jesus has placed inside of you and the truest of you is not there when the dream's not there. Because it's Jesus' dream for you. And if you just start going on your routines and life as usual, guess what? It's going to be hard for people to see Jesus. But when you're willing to say yes to him, when you're willing to say yes to the dream again, when you're willing to say yes to the ideas that really will change the world, it's going to start by you saying yes to Jesus to dream again, to allow the ideas to come again. I know what it's like to dream. I'm a dreamer. Oh, I've had big dreams. But I also know what it's like when life gets busy. When things don't go the well the way you expected them to go. When life just seems to go sideways. Lord wants to remind you today that he knows the plans he has for you plans for good not evil plans to give you a hope and a purpose now the interesting thing about this we sometimes misinterpret that as if like life is going to just be grand can I tell you, every person that did something of great significance in the Word of God always had difficulties, always had challenges. Even in history, if you look at the most significant people who accomplished things of great greatness, were the ones who probably faced the greatest challenges in life. And had to overcome the greatest obstacles in life. We're going to be talking about that over the weeks ahead. But I wanted to start at this point. Which is before you were born, God knew you. He had a plan for you and a purpose for you. And he knows you so well. And the dreams that he's placed inside of you, even from a child, were seeds of hope, of possibility. It doesn't matter how long you've been alive, those seeds can still come to fruition. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for the gift of you, Jesus. Father, I pray that we'd begin to dream again, to have ideas again. That our childlike faith would start to blossom once again. That this Christmas season, we wouldn't get so 
harried and busied and that we would forget to ask the question, what seeds of possibility have you placed inside of me? What needs to be birthed inside of me? What needs to be hatched inside of me? What big idea have you placed inside that is waiting to burst forth into this world to declare your wonder, to express your majesty, to see healing, to see compassion and comfort, to see care, to see a world redeemed. We want to keep saying yes to you, Jesus. Everybody said. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com. 